Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live with you on a special Tuesday night. Tim, thank you for uh, being available on a Tuesday night. I'm heading down to Florida to see some family um, tomorrow morning for you, first thing in the morning. So, um, yeah, this is great for us to to knock out this Thanksgiving week. Hopefully, uh, everyone watching is doing well today. Of course, hit the thumbs up on the video Subscribe to our channel for more content. Head to blueandgold.com for much more on Notre Dame football. Tim, you got any uh, big Thanksgiving plans? No, a lot of football. <laughs> a lot of football. A lot of football. I already told my kids, don't bug dad. I'm on the couch. And they're like, no problem, dad. Don't bug me. So, uh, no, it's football. Football. I get a lot of food, as I like to call it. A lot of bread, a lot of butter, a lot of flour products. 
a lot of gravy. I mean, what, I mean, how can you complain on days like that, right? So, and then we get ready for Notre Dame, get that win number nine, figure out who they're going to play in a bowl game, and on to 2024, man. Cycle keeps going, Mike. And it's another season of wishing and dreaming for a championship. So we're almost there. Off-season talk, right? I'm, ex- I'm actually excited for that. All right. Well, I think Tim just kind of summed up everything. So um, that's going to do it for this uh, this episode. Oh, just keep going. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. Uh, bread, gravy, and football. Amen. Says the commenter oh, here. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah. Colin, Colin's ha- hanging out with us. Good. A couple oh, yeah. of good-looking Notre Dame football guys right there. Dynamic duo. Um, Thank you. I mean, it's it's really just Tim. I mean, come on. How about this oh, comment? Yeah. Crespi needs you back, Tim. How about that? Man, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to comment there, but anyway, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he probably remembers the year. Yeah, man, I had a great defense there. We had a hell of a year that year. Had had a lot of fun. That's a great place. I saw a Crespi guy I posted on Kyle Kelly was talking about all the recruits on campus this week, and there was a Crespi tight end. Cool. I wrote Self Pride, and someone messaged me like, "What do you mean by Self Pride? It's Crespi." So. Long stories, long stories, but yeah, yeah, I'm uh, that, yeah, that was really cool to see a 2026 kid out there last weekend. So, yeah, so Crespi, I think that was like your last big high school job that you had before moving out to the Northeast, right, Tim? Yeah, yeah, that's big, yeah, that's that's big boy ball playing out there in uh, the SoCal Catholic. So, there's there's not telling you, I'm biased, you know, Mike, there's nothing like SoCal Catholics. It oh, is, yeah. it is uh, some real football. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Colin says here, smash the like button. And Notre Dame has a player from Crespi on its team, Chance Tucker, who signed in the 2021 class. Um, so he hasn't really been a factor in the Notre Dame defense just yet. Um, but I uh, do expect him. The Salerno brothers. I mean, well, yeah, Salerno brothers. So that's three. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I forgot about Salerno brothers went there. Um, so, yeah, Chance, while, while Chance uh, Tucker hasn't been a factor um, on the Notre Dame team yet, I do want to talk to you guys about factor um so listen the other day my wife and i just looked at each other because we were busy and we could not get to the grocery store and then this the the door rang and this beautiful brown box showed up at our door and we had our dinners for the week with factor sponsor for today's show um really excited about this one and i hope that you guys um Go to factor75.com uh, uh, because, uh, yeah, or just factor.com, excuse me. Um, factor75.com believes the, the promo code. But anyways, um, yes, because I want them as a longtime sponsor for this show because I am really enjoying, um, you know, eating these uh, these factor dinners. So, folks, if you are too busy with holiday plans to cook, but you want to make sure you are eating well with factor you're going to skip that extra trip to the grocery store and shopping prepping and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need factors fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes all you have to do is heat and enjoy i can i've had many of these like meal service plan things and this one has been by far my favorite because i don't actually have to cook it comes um, to your door, refrigerated, and it's super quick. If it's in the microwave, it's a couple minutes. And I, I put my oven to 375 and heat it up for like six, seven minutes. And it was fantastic, fresh, good quality 
um, foods. So uh, this November, folks, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just a couple minutes. No prep, no mess, and again, fantastic stuff. Head to Factormeals.com. So there's the website, Factormeals.com slash BGI, and use that promo code BGI to get 50% off. Again, folks, Factormeals.com slash BGI50 and use the promo code BGI50. Uh, to get 50% off your first order. All right, let's dive into um, the show, Tim. Steve Angeli, okay? A lot of Notre Dame fans on the message board and on Twitter are just saying, why not just play him? The season is, quote-unquote, over. We're not going to the playoff. If you can't go to the playoff, Tim, what do you want to do? You want to go play in the New Year's Six Bowl? Notre Dame's not going to play in the New Year's Six Bowl. Just, just play for the future. So let's let's actually just unpack this. Would you like to see Hart like or, or like Hartman Bench and Angeli just throw them out there, give them an audition for next year? Like, what are what are your thoughts on that whole topic? Okay, so we're gonna bench Hartman and start preparing for next season. So uh, they're gonna bench the other 25, 30 guys that walked out last week. I mean, let's just make it a giant spring game, right? So just do a little spring game. Which is about, I think they're 99% sure, probably locked into playing Brian Kelly and LSU. Hell, it's just, you know, you know, what's it matter, right? They're going to go to the Relia Quest Bowl, which, by the way, I locked in. I was trying to say, how does this LSU thing work? Because you got obviously SEC is going to have one go to um, the playoff, you know, the Bama, the Bama, Georgia. Hell, they may get two in, so who knows? Yeah. One's going to go to the Orange Bowl. And then you got Old Miss is 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 locked pretty much locked into the Citrus Bowl as the SEC number two, which then all these other SEC bowls they take three to eight. So who do you think wants LSU and Notre Dame the Relier Quest Bowl? So uh, man, this I I don't understand this. This has been the weirdest world the last what seventy two hours whatever it's been since that football game. Ever since then, people are like, oh, just play exactly like you're saying, Mike. Play Angeli. Who gives a damn? Nothing matters. All right, then tell the bull reps that. Tell all the people buying tickets that. Tell thousands. You know, it, it, none of it makes sense. So you're telling me, Mike, three years from now, you know, let's say you're recruiting this class and you got Gerby Lambert comes and you're going to tell Gerby, if we're not that good in three years, you're not going to play in the bowl game, right? So this, is this the pattern Notre Dame fans want? It is wild i don't understand it it's a bowl game it's january 1st they're going to kick off the new year's day against lsu go have some fun yeah go win the damn game i mean seriously i do not understand this thought process of just throw everything away and have a giant spring game on january 1st if that's what you want to do then tell everyone else to sit out go for it If, if that's the policy and mike let me ask you this so no notre dame fans will be upset right Marcus Freeman, you know what? We're going to sit 30 dudes this game. We're going to sit 30. We're only going to suit up, what is it, 50? We're going to get some walk-ons, a nice little uh, scholarship for one game. So no Notre Dame fans will be upset. They go lose to Brian Kelly if they do this, right? If so, then heck, let's go for it. Yeah. I I think that Notre Dame fans who are thinking just play for the future right now, they're not really thinking with their brain. Like They're just kind of saying that's – and yes, that would be nice in in a vacuum, right? If Tim, if I am playing, which, by the way, 
I will be playing NCAA 24. When that video game comes out in the summer, I will be playing it. You'll find me on Twitch playing it. It, it, it's going to be so much fun. And You're going to have to get me involved in that, by the way, because I'm dying just to jump in and learn how to do all that. So, Are you going to play uh, some video games with me, Tim? Oh, no, the, no, when NCAA 24, I'm hyped for that. So it's like, might as well jump in, right? So there you go. So you'll you'll watch you'll, you'll watch me, or you want to play you want to play NCAA with me? Oh, I'm gonna have to learn. So yeah, I'm gonna have to learn. So you'll kick my butt for about six months until I figure it out. So we'll do that. All right. Well, I'm I'm hyped. This is what the people have been asking for. Uh, but um, hey, you know what? And wait, wait, you know, wait. Let me let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. Go ahead, go ahead. When I when I play it, and I'm streaming it, and we're having a great time. Oh, I'm I'm. I'm benching whoever to get Steve Angeli starting for sure. But that's the thing. It, it's a video game. There's no emotions in the video game. It just is what it is. Like, that's not the way real world works. Tim, you mentioned some of those things like, oh, the, the people going to the game, the, the people picking the bulls, like they want, they want Notre Dame stars playing. Well, what about like Marcus Freeman trying to get to 10 wins? I mean, ten for a common Notre Dame fan who just wants that big win to you know a, a, get a marquee win, go win a playoff game, go win the national title, win a New Year's Six Bowl. Notre Dame hasn't done that so long. The difference between eight, nine, ten wins means nothing to you. It's all of the same. But ten wins, Marcus Freeman. I mean that's that's got to be a big deal, especially Tim. New AD, new president, like they those guys did not hire Pete Vekwa did not hire Marcus Freeman. Um, so you need to have a strong showing for your new boss. So I think getting to ten wins is extremely important um, for 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 Marcus Freeman. Um, so. If Steve Angeli is the best quarterback on the roster, then play him. But you got to run out whoever is going to give you the best chance to win 10 games. So I think, yeah, going with with Hartman would be crazy. And I'll just add real quick, Tim, before you go. Sure. Um, Why? So the headline of this is like of our podcast over video is we're talking about should Steve Angeli start the final two games. And part of that is because we're a we're in a little bit uh, like we we have to find a strong headline to talk to open this show to lead this show because it's it's not a marquee game. Stanford stinks. Um, There's not a there's not a ton to play for. Uh, So I just kind of want to throw that out there. It's and it's a fun talking point for the fans because we like to what Tim and I talk about on our show is what you guys are talking about on the message boards and Twitter. Like we're not going to sit here um, and break down the Notre Dame special teams because you guys don't ever talk about the special, you know. So we 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 talk about what we think you guys care about, um, and um, yeah, just based on the chat so far, I, I think uh, that we we hit the nail on the head there. So just I just kind of want to throw that out there if you guys are like Mike, why are you talking about this? Um, just kind of let you guys behind the curtain on that. So oh, yeah. Tim, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Yeah, no, no, exactly, Mike, because it is a, a big topic. I mean, you go on any social media site, and that's all people are talking about. You know, oh, who cares about the rest of the year? Just play on Jelly, which I need to ask then. When 
and where, as Marcus Freeman said, Steve Angeli is our quarterback in 2024. Where has this come from? He's already said he's going to get number four. So if he's getting number four, someone who wants to break this down means uh, Angeli, Minchi, CJ Carr. He doesn't think any of those three guys are the guy because you and I have talked a million times. What's his idea of getting four quarterbacks? That's kind of it's going to be difficult to maintain and hold that. So I haven't heard Marcus Freeman say he's our guy, so we need to get him ready. If he was the guy, right? If he was the guy, and this is a minor bowl, heck, if that's what you want to do. But he's not. But he's never said he's the guy. Where? Why would he? Why why would he say that? Even why not? If this is our, if this is the next man in, Mike. Steve Angeli's been the number two quarterback for two years in a row by default. Let's don't ever forget that. I know you don't like that, but it's true. Injuries and two quarterbacks transferring this year make him number two. Let's all remember that, which some don't like like to remember that, but that's okay. So when has he proven that he's the dude? I don't understand this mindset. So people also, which cracks me up, is people like, well, it's got to be an open competition in the spring. Okay, great. So if it's an open competition, let's go Minchie and Angeli 50-50 reps. Stanford and in the bowl game, if that's what we're going to do. If it's truly an open competition, why is Minchie constantly being pushed aside? I don't understand that. It's only Angeli. Why? Because he's there six months longer than Minchie's been there? Is that what it is? None of that makes sense to me. And then real quick on this 10-win thing, Mike. Notre Dame is. I mean, let's be brutally honest. It's not been a national powerhouse since the great 1993 season. So if Notre Dame wins 10 games this year, 30 years, it's only going to be the 10th time in 30 years that they have won 10 games. So anyone who doesn't think that's important, man, I don't don't know. I, I don't know what to think. They win nine games this week against Stanford, Mike. That is only going to be 16 out of 30 years, nine wins or more. So this year, no matter how upset fans are with this football team, this 2023 football team is in the upper echelon of Notre Dame football in the last 30 years. That tells you where Notre Dame's been. Yeah. So enjoy the wins, man. Enjoy the wins. Keep building and then see what happens down the road. Okay. I'm trying yeah, to remember. Your, 42 things out there. Go for yeah, it. no, I'm trying to remember your, your, your two points. Like, I still think even if they thought Steve was the guy, like no brain, we're going with him. You still don't say that now because I think that sends a bad message to Minchie. Like you, you still let the guys duke it out in the spring. So, but if he's the guy, but no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Notre Dame has had plenty of number two quarterbacks people have known about in the future. That's the next man in. And they guaranteed it in the fall for the next, like the year before? Everyone knew Malik Zaire was going to be the quarterback. After Golson left, everyone knew there was a process moving forward. As soon as you know, you, you, have don't publicly. you don't go out and say it publicly. Well, you don't have to have a banner headline for crying out loud. You don't have to put it, what well, you know, hey, this is my guy. But, but there's, and this is the, the other thing which I love with all of Notre Dame reporting there's zero buzz. There's, there's no leaks. There's leaks every 16 minutes out of Notre Dame on something for crying out loud. There's no leaks like, man, this guy's it. This is our dude. Guys, you have no clue. You should see this guy in practice. He's unbelievable. Our defense can't handle him. Blah, blah. There's zero of that. Mike, there's been zero of that. We're in the past with some of the other quarterbacks. It was always talked up like, that's our guy. We know this guy's going to lead us down the road. We got to get him reps. 
They did that with Buckner. They knew that was the guy. They gave him reps as a freshman. How'd that go? They, exactly. And exactly. Ask Alabama as he's bouncing passes in the South Florida game. How'd that go? So, yeah. yeah. Your, your, your second your second point in that, I, I already forgot it. But I have no idea. Yeah, oh, tomato's no, motto. It's the whole Minchie thing. You know, if it's truly, as you just said, Mike, and others are talking about a true competition, then why isn't Minchie getting any reps? He, I it's a. Dude, I think it's a wide open. I think it's a wide open battle. Sure, but I'm talking about in Stanford in the bowl game. Then you let you know let him play, let him both play. There, I mean, there's that. literally fans out there who believe that this is just like a spring game, which is I, hey man. I, I, for the content, I would love if they gave 33 percent to each quarterback. Can you imagine, Tim? Uh, I know, but the whole you know, they're going to get a transfer quarterback. He's already said it's going to happen. I, I think fans need to just start coming to grips. As you've said a thousand times, Mike, like this is college football these days. This is the way college football is going to work. So if he can enhance, I think you used that word before, which I love. If he can enhance a room, enhance a position, you have to do it. I mean, look, at, right. the best, look at the best players on Saturday. Transfer, a bunch of transfers. Um, I know you're, you're – the jury for you is very, very much still out on, on Angel. I, I, I oh, get without it. a doubt. Without and it doubt. is for me too, in terms of like the starter, right? Um, it, you know, whether he's the starter, but obviously I like him a lot more um, as a player than you do. Not that you don't like him, but I just like him a lot more. Um, I had since he was before he was a junior in high school. I, but you mentioned the thing about there's no reports coming out about uh, Tim. I'm looking. Well, I am one of these reporters, Tim, <laughs> and I do talk to people. Yeah. So, Tim, as you were just talking, I pulled up some of my notes. The I, I, If Angeli sticks this upcoming season, I think my understanding is that Notre Dame – well, I, I have to worry about it. If he's the – well, let's just back up. If he's the quarterback in 2024, he's the quarterback in 25. So, he's going right. to be a two-year starter. I right. think whoever wins yeah. the job – you know, unless they obviously, if they get one more guy for one year, but if Minchie, Carr, you know, and Jelly win it, they're going to be multi-year starters. I'm gonna. I'm thanking you for for uh, just kind of talking right there because you gave me a second to collect my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I don't want to say exactly what what my notes had said, but yeah, Notre Dame would be comfortable starting him. They they, they like him a lot. Minchie has been balling a practice too. Um, so I think it's, I, I do think it's going to be pretty open uh, unless they get this year, Sam Hartman. When I say this year, Sam Hartman, I mean like, okay, you bringing in a transfer and he is starting. Sorry, Stephen Kenny, like it's a, it's a competition, but this guy's starting, but otherwise I think it's going to be a competition between those three guys, maybe even four with Carr. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's... yeah, you know what? Cause we started to hear about Hartman way back when that was taking place, you know, around this time last year, but it's like this year. Yeah. It's fascinating to see who's going to be the transfers because obviously there's going to be a huge influx of guys going pro. And then your transfer quarterbacks, I've been reading a bunch of like some Mac guys or this SMU Memphis guy coming from the AAC or SMU is going to the ACC, but you know what I mean? Down there, the AC, whatever conference that is. Um, then you got Riley Leonard, who's, you know, an athlete. You got the Kansas State guy you keep hearing about, who's a pretty good football player, but he's lower than 
as m- many people dislike Hartman, he's lower than Hartman this year when it comes to stats and ratings and things of that nature. So I don't know really who's out there that's going to wow Notre Dame fans other than a fourth guy in the room, so to speak. And if it is Angeli, then fine. All Notre Dame fans will rally about him. I told you I'll do two backflips. I'll learn how to backflip, and I'll do two of them for everybody. If he's the guy, then then so be it. I just want Notre Dame to win football games. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a quarterback enough to take Notre Dame to a playoff game. That's just my humble opinion when I watch him. Hmm. And I don't think, and I don't know how people could, you know. But the other thing, how do you judge him, right? If I'm being honest, how can I truly judge him on fourth quarter reps? When everyone else is judging him, like, oh, he's a superstar. He's doing this. He's checking a play and all this other stuff. Well, yeah. Well, he hasn't been game planned against. He hasn't been schemed against. He hasn't faced blitzes. He yeah. hasn't done any of that. So let, let me ask you this, Tim. So you made the comment, like, I don't think Angeli is the guy to take Notre Dame to a playoff. But, like, if you think about Ian Book, like, he took Notre Dame to two playoffs, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but also he could run like crazy. He was a competitor. But he wasn't that good. Like, he, he was pretty good. Last I checked, there's only been a couple Notre Dame guys drafted since, you know, Rick Meyer, who is with the second third pick in the draft. Only a couple of them. He's one of them. Ian Book. Ian Book was no stiff. Ian Book could play quarterback. He is no stiff, but, like, he's he's not, like. I'll take Ian Book in 2024. I would take Ian Book in 2024, too. But if we're going to compare, like, Book and Cone and Hartman, to me, it's all kind of. That's all kind of the same. Would you say like book is like head and shoulders above Hartman or Cone, the latter of two who didn't take Notre Dame to the playoffs? So that's 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 I would just kind of push back a little bit on that. Um, but it's also at the level. Obviously, the twenty-one schedule ended up being soft as butter. That's how they got up to number five. But um, you know, yeah, Cone wasn't dynamic, but it was a combination of Cone, Prep, and Buckner for the future. Obviously, Pine helped bell him out in the Wisconsin game thanks to the kickoff return and the other, uh, you know, the interceptions and whatnot. But he played a, a role in that. And then with Hartman this year, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep sticking to my, to my thoughts when it comes to Notre Dame football. I don't think Notre Dame football is going to win any damn title until they get a dude on the outside who's going to catch the pass and put the fear of God into people. They, they, they haven't had that in ages, and that's the. And I'm just talking a quick pass go. You know, when was the last time we saw Notre Dame throw a slant and the dude went 50 yards? Ages. So, and I think that is, you know, we talk about the modern game, the spread game, things of that nature. Um, you know, I mean, no, trying to sit there and go 12 personnel, which, by the way, Georgia does it a ton, but Georgia's got dudes on the outside that are going to run by your ass. That's why – and that's why they pound the ball down you because they don't play nine man fronts. You can't play nine man fronts against Georgia because it's cover zero on the outside and they'll run by you. Notre Dame constantly, constantly sees nine man fronts because who's threatening them outside. That's just got to be that cycle. And hopefully 2024, these guys just grow up. One of these freshmen rises up and he's a dude. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So there you go. I'm just yapping now about wide receivers and quarterbacks, but um, you know, welcome. That's good. Good points, Tim, as always. Jason Smith said, I I hope Steve is as good as Mike says because I refinanced my house and put it all on Steve because I believe in Mike. Well, well, damn, Jason. Good luck to you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Andrew yeah. says, uh, Tim, it was nice to see uh, – Andrew, appreciate the 10. So Tim, it was nice to see the receivers have a good game, but Notre Dame has another good tight end, Eli Raritan. That makes three or four for next year. How does Parker use these tight ends to help the receiver room? I mean, once again, we're talking about tight ends. It's uh, no disrespect, Andrew, but it's like we're always talking about tight ends. When are we going to start talking about wide receivers? So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be good solid tight ends. So is Notre Dame going to be – a constant 12 personnel team. They're going to always live. I, I am dying for the time where Notre Dame goes trips against Wake and the tight end's not in the damn game. I'm dying for that yeah. when Notre Dame goes four wides, cover yeah. us. I'm dying for the day where we watch Notre Dame do a two-minute drill and Evans isn't playing the outside Ten receiver personnel. and stays at stays as the slot. When you know what? I would what love- I want to see. I would love to know a stat on how often Notre Dame's actually played in 10 personnel. Oh, I got the numbers. They're at home. I chart every personnel. I'm talking like single digits, Mike. Single digits of like true four wides. Okay. There's sometimes I thought it was more than others. I'm like, oh, crap. That's great house. Like early in the season in my rewatches because I chart it live in case we ever chat about it in our after shows. I always know 12, 11. But, yeah, when they go trips and doubles, there's a tight end out there. 99% 99% of the time. So, yeah, Raritan's a stud. He's physical. He's tall. He's athletic as hell. Um, but I want to get to a point where Notre Dame is playing 11 personnel, three wides on the field, true inline, you know, just true. And then if it's third and 12, boom, we got four quick guys out there and go dump the ball to those yeah. guys and have fun. Yeah, obviously part of the reason no 10 personnel is, you know, the receiver depth talent overall. Yeah. but. The depth, yeah. yes. No. Andrew Gilmore, yeah. really appreciate uh, the generous super, super chats. Uh, Any Davis says Angeli needs to be on the roster even if the transfer comes. And I agree with you, and I know Notre Dame agrees with you as well. He's looked good every opportunity. Letting him go and chancing on Mitch is not an upgrade. I mean, it, it could be, dude. I don't know. Well, but, that but, is- uh, yeah, Notre Dame, again, if Angeli does not start this year, I, I, that is not an indication that Notre Dame is like, you know, you got to go like they would still believe in him for the year for 2025. Like, no, I, I, and that is not like that's not like a company like that is on good authority. So, um, yeah, they they really like Angeli and, and Notre Dame. His play this year has only um helped. That. I don't. Oh, I'm I'm with you because it's like whoever they bring in. You know, they bring in you know Joe Schmo. Speaking of Joe Schmo, isn't that like the last Stowe or Slow, the guy from Texas Tech? He was an Oregon guy, Texas Tech, whatever his last name is, something. Oh, shoot. Said, yeah, shoot. Tyler Shoe. Okay. Exactly. Let's say he comes from Texas Tech, right? Experience at Oregon, Texas Tech. He comes to Notre Dame, and he and he comes right away. And Jelly and Minchie, one of those guys, got know they're going to battle that like crazy because one of them is going to be one snap away from being the guy. So what are the, you know, what are the odds, once again, of that guy going to take every single snap? Hartman's been unbelievable to stay healthy this year. It really has. Everyone knock on wood real quick. Well, hell, why? Who cares if we knock on wood? And play Angeli, everyone will say. 
I mean, no one will give a damn if he breaks his leg on Saturday. He'll play hey, great. Right, Tim, is, Tim is joking. Tim is joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But at the same time, yeah, I and Jelly shouldn't leave, especially if they get another one-year guy because he's one snap away. You got it, and that's where Tyler Buckner screwed up. I mean, you got to be honest about this. What the hell was he thinking? Especially knowing Hartman is technically done after Stanford. He's technically done. So. Tim, so he's done. I mean, Buckner's career is over with. So, what Angeli's situation right now is exactly what Buckner was last year. Yes, and I think that Angeli is not going to do what Buckner did because there's no guarantees on the way uh, where you're going. And Angeli loves Notre Dame, from what I understand, Um, and I don't think he wants to leave um, here. So, um, yeah, it's a great point. Like Buckner could have really, you know, like. You 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 refine your game, kind of deal. Uh, you know what? I, maybe I don't want to say that. I, I can I can hear Mike Goolsby being like, "No, you get better by playing." But um, I don't know. Maybe Buckner could have really kind of turned things around um, at Notre Dame. But there's that competitor in you sure. that you you don't want to sit on the bench, especially you played as a freshman a good bit. Um, you were the guy in 2022. You were the bowl game MVP against an SEC team. Um, scoring six touchdowns or five touchdowns in the game. Uh, I know a couple seven. of them were for, for the other team. Oh, well, seven. Seven. Yeah. seven. Seven. A couple of the, yeah. the other team. But, uh, um, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, just quick 30 seconds on Tyler. It's like, I understand why he left. I get it because Nick Saban did not want Milrow to be his quarterback. He was done. He was like, go get me a guy. Oh, boom. They're going to take Hartman. Reese obviously has the connection. Saban did not want Milrow to be the quarterback. So it's unbelievable. As many people hate Tommy Reese, what he's done with Milrow. And he's going to be the Heisman favorite next year, obviously. So, yeah. but, um, uh, but yeah, looking back for Tyler. I mean, Mike, they played a one double A this week. They played three quarterbacks. Guess one didn't play. So that tells you he's number four. Yeah. I, it's, it sucks. Bad decision. And I hope Angeli doesn't make that decision. Folks, if you're just joining us, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube channel, of course, if you are new here. And I hope you enjoy uh, 2024 quarterback conversation number 16. And we have about 484 more to go before Texas A&M game next year. Any Davis, appreciate the super chats. Andrew says, you are dead wrong, Tim, about Angeli getting a second year if he starts in 2024. Ask Cade McNamara, Major Apple White, heck, even Tom Brady. Um, It got benched. So, uh you would assume he would if he was the starter in 2024. Then he that, that's what he's saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cade McNamara got beat out by a better quarterback, obviously. Apple White, you know, exactly. He's, yeah, no doubt about it with Brady. Who's that? That was Henson, right? Drew Henson and him yeah, were battling so, that yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they still went to the, the Orange Bowl that year and beat Alabama. Uh, yeah. That Michigan team, I believe, was Brady's last game. But uh, no, no, I, I understand not automatic. So if he's not automatic, then why the hell are we giving Angeli snaps this year, starting him thinking he is the guy in 24? So if you're going to play him in 24, you, you might as well think he's going to be the guy in 25. If he gets beaten out in 25, that means Minchie's in his third year. Cars, cars better than him after 18 months. Deuce Knight, I'm not going to count because I'm just not going to count freshmen. So here you are on the crazy quarterback talk, Mike, that never freaking ends. <laughs> Tim, that, that right there – was a little even too much for me to follow, but oh, exactly because it's exhausting. <laughs> it's fun, uh, Andrew. Appreciate the super chats as always. 
Uh, Irish Mills a little bit ago said Angeli greater than Buckner, but y'all don't want to have that conversation. Irish Mills, you must be new here, buddy. That's all I'm going to say to that. Corey Ruth, very generous $20 super chat from a dapper uh, man. Uh, appreciate it. He says, we've never witnessed Steve Angeli play less than stellar in a game beginning with that spring game in 2022 um, where he had that uh, that little rushing touchdown at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been pretty good. He should he should hang it up right now because of that completion percentage and didn't no Hartman say that? yeah. I think Hartman said that right after the game. Hey, yeah. take it while you can, buddy. Yeah, that's really nice. So no, but he is right. Corey's right. He has played stellar, and we talked about this in our post game show Saturday. Like, you know, Tennessee State, obviously, you know, Central Michigan, and then the last couple of weeks he's gotten in. He's been solid. He he he's a better quarterback against Wake than he was against Tennessee State. They didn't let him throw the ball against Tennessee State. It was all screens. Now now he's starting to do things. He's been in the system. Obviously, he made the nice audible that uh, which call it that uh, Parker got into. I thought that was a great uh, Q and A with Parker breaking yep. that whole play down for Angeli. So, which is hilarious because it shows everyone that you know doesn't think quarterbacks are being coached, and then Parker's breaking into detail how they've coached Angeli to make that check and Angeli goes out and do that. So high five to Steve for taking the coaching and going out there and learning. That's the way I look at that. Yeah. Um, Tyler Horkin did a show with Darren Pritchard earlier today. And one of the questions for that was what concerns would you have about Angeli as a starter from the limited film we have? And for me, it would be when he's under duress, what does that look like? Cause I think like he is, like mentally, I think he's like unflappable. And I think if you give him time, he can dice you up. But like just in pressure, that would be my thing for him, which it's kind of like it's kind of like every quarterback, though. It's kind of a standard thing. But um I, I just remember that from Horka's show, and and I just kind of want to throw that out there. For me, it's oh, like no, and that's and that's any young quarterback, obviously. I mean, yeah, when you go back to all the quarterbacks that were placed, like when Rick Meyer came aboard and Jarius Jackson replaced Ron Paulus and all these things, you know, moving forward, multiple quarterbacks through the years. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, but it's always going back to the reporting, how the coaches feel. And you are saying some positive things that you've gotten and it's all these things prepping up to it. I mean, these quarterbacks are practicing like crazy. They're, they're film study junkies. They're doing all this stuff with their coaches. They're, they're preparing themselves for when they're the guy because they want to go lead it. But you are right. They're, I mean, playing in the fourth quarter with 50-point blowouts against the bottom of the ACC teams is easy because there, there is no game plan. No yeah. one's scheming him and things of that nature. But you are right. How does he react that first time he gets hit in the mouth yeah. when he really got blitz? We don't know. But that is practice, and those are all those things. And, yeah. and you just take them as they come. Yeah. I know Notre Dame fans probably don't want to hear this, but like, I think his number one attribute – Oh man, is my okay? My computer has been having some real glitches lately, where my screen just keeps shaking and it's very messed up. But Tim, if I if I uh, cut out, you you can handle it for me. You, you can, you can run okay? the show until I, I come back. I'll okay, go the, I'll go in the chat. There's some good discussions. Right. I saw Andrew well, Gilmore wanted to talk tight end talk, so I thought that was fun. yeah. I th- I think we're okay for now. But but like I think Steve's number one and like his number one quality is just like his 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 mental like he is just so confident and and obviously i know a lot more about steve than probably yeah. most players on the roster just because of you know uh, how, how you know closely i covered him in high school and everything and 
Um, you know, I just kind of I, I, I give continued to follow his time at Notre Dame very closely. Um, but just like everything you hear about, like him upstairs, is is very is very impressive. Um, so, but you know, like, but but when things are not clean, how how do you react in the game? That's kind of the the biggest question. So well, that's why see. you have some dudes on the outside. That's when you have some guys you could throw a quick game to and let them go shake and make plays. These are the constant things you're building. If you don't have a a freak at quarterback to go make plays and you're Steve Angeli and Ian book. If you said Sam Hartman, you know, Jack Cohn, you still need some dudes on the outside and, and make plays. I mean, how many times you see Ian book just throw lob balls to uh, Claypool Boyd? Heck they beat LSU on a lob ball. The boy yeah. back in the yeah. citrus bowl, you know, they, some of those dudes help quarterbacks out. And that's what hopefully in 2024, if Angeli is the dude, he's got a couple of those guys on the outside to go bail them out at times. Yeah. So Jay Carr just said Goolsby's rolling his eyes after that comment regarding an underdog quarterback whose best trait isn't physical. And I know I thought it as soon as I said it, but that's why I said I know you guys are tired of hearing this, but um it 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 still is a really good quality to have. Um well, it's like yeah. Mac Jones at Alabama. He's he's not running by anybody. Mac Jones was a stud because he could throw a slant to Devontae Smith and watch him go 80. So it's like that's fun playing quarterback when you got that. You just dink and dunk and you go to those guys. As I always said, that Alabama-Notre Dame game in 2020, Smith scores three touchdowns in the first half. A bubble, a bubble pass behind the line of scrimmage breaks everyone down. A slant and an eight-yard bend route crosser. Those were his big giant routes he ran against Notre Dame. My my computer's hanging on by a thread, Tim. Um, so really? my computer's hanging on by a thread. It's got the little spinny wheel. I can't click on anything. Don't I didn't even mean to. this. This comment on the screen right now. I didn't even mean to click on that. I don't even know how that got up there. But the one right above it from Mike Nolan. I will pop it on the screen when I can. Mike, thank you for the five dollar super chat. He says Tim is right on Angeli. Tyler doesn't um, doesn't snow job from Tommy. Angeli is QB three. Tyler loved Notre Dame reflex bad on Reese. That was a that was a handful. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what Tyler? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't pop it up. I can't read it. I'm trying to interpret. You know, text slang. It's from Mike know. Nolan. Um, a, a, a minute or so ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what reflects bad on Reese. I don't think he minds. He's down there at Alabama, getting ready to go play in the SEC championship game. Fun, fun times. Yeah, for whatever reason, my laptop, which is. It's a good laptop, but it's just been on the fritz lately. Don't touch uh, anything. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up the stream on my phone to uh, continue to uh, look at the chat because my computer is frozen, Tim. Just give me one second, guys. This is the joys of live television. You got a few starred here. All right, uh, I got it. Uh, Crash Davis, $10 Super Chat says, love the show. Crash Davis, always yeah. great to see you in the chat, my friend. Um, yes, hope. That uh, you you are doing well, and uh, you guys will all have a uh, very uh, happy Thanksgiving. What else did I have start up, Tim? Because I again, my well, screen's frozen. I mean, you got that. You got Corey's right here. Um, uh, then one guy Noah says he would stay at Notre Dame, talking about Angeli, which we've talked about that. Love the show, Mike Nolan. You just did. No, 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 no. Noah's comment was that he would stay at Notre Dame. You know, if, if he knew what. Can you read? Oh, can you read yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right here. I would stay at Notre Dame 
if I were the backup quarterback and Mike Singer loved me. So there you go. <laughs> that I thought that was funny. Uh, Noah, I got to meet uh, before the pit game. Noah yelled at me. Is that Mike Singer? And uh, got a picture with Noah. Um, so that was cool. All right, Tim, we're going to uh, – I think we're done on quarterback talk. Carberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, right. I mean, we're going to talk about this eight – yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about this eight million times, especially once, you know, once we know who's going to be coming here after the bowl game. You know, okay. That's all this stuff. Actually, it's December 4th, so we'll probably know. Last I checked, just is the portal's only open for like 20 days this time. It's, it's two weeks, 10 days shorter yeah. than last year. So we'll know. It opens December 4th, so we may know well before the bowl game who the guy's going to be. Okay, all right, we're back. All right, I can I can edit things again on my screen. So we're, we're, we're done 41 minutes in. I thought that was going to take about 10 minutes, Tim, but uh, it should not surprise me that we uh, went over talking about quarterbacks. It's all um, fun. But I will say, um, as I uh, head down to um, the Sunshine States tomorrow morning, you know what I might need, Tim, is a little bit of Rogue Shop product with all the in-laws and everything. Um, so that's where we're going to talk about the sponsor, uh, second sponsor for today's show, uh, Rogue Shop, the husband and wife outfit, as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Char, are craft cannabis farmers who special, specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do it all by hand. Um, and their website to visit again is rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. They sell everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps. Uh, if you have issues uh, sleeping, you have chronic pain and or have anxiety, stress issues, you're going to head to rogueshop.com, hop on a live chat um, with Char and Mr. Rogue and ask them any questions that you have. And uh, when you uh, purchase something, uh, to let them know that we sent you, you can use our promo code uh, blue and gold for 10% off your order. That's rogueshop.com. Use promo code blue and gold. Okay, Tim, a really interesting discussion is like there was just senior day. I think it was 30 guys ran out there. Freeman warned us before, like, hey, just because someone you know walks on senior day doesn't necessarily mean they're not coming back. And also, if they don't walk, that doesn't mean they're not going to declare kind of thing. You know, if they're in their fourth year. But um, so there's that. But it, I think it's a good time to have the discussion now before the guys can hit the portal about like or hit the portal or you know declare for the draft, whatever it is. Um, you're just your thoughts on some guys who could return. Uh, but may go to the NFL because um, there's three names for me, Tim, that are the biggest that I think Notre Dame needs to have back. I mean, I'll talk about them, but wow. I want to hear your thoughts first. You want, you want, yeah, I mean, I mean, just throw out a bunch of names. I mean, we all right, have... no, I got three. I got the three okay. most important. Okay. All on defense. Okay. Oh, God, yeah. Riley Mills. Okay. Notre Dame would love to have Riley Mills back. Howard Cross, if Notre Dame can bring back Riley Mills and Howard Cross, how important that would be to the defensive line. And then obviously X Watts. If Notre Dame's able to get X Watts back, um, that would be very ideal. Um, but a fifth year? Can they get Xavier Watts for a fifth year? Um, right? It would be his fifth year? 
Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Of 2020 he's, with the, with the infamous, yeah. uh, uh, Jordan Johnson. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah. that Jay Brunel, that stellar wide receiver class that year, right? Yeah. <laughs> on paper, dude, I will still defend that class, but that's a different oh, on paper, exactly, exactly. Um, but if Notre Dame can and, and can I make an argument for like, you know, Estime and Ald and Fish, sure, but I think those guys are all going. For me, like these are the three kind of fringe guys. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm going with these guys and not the obvious best players on the team yeah my quick on them is you know when i hear riley mills instantly first of all he's a grad Notre Dame grad so if he came back for a fifth year it's a covid year he's played four years he played in 20 21 22 23 so does riley mills need five years of playing Notre Dame football i mean I understand. what's that it's a Notre Dame hopes Oh, no, exactly. So my take – and last year he was one of the guys that asked for a, an NFL grade, if I remember right. So he's been thinking NFL for a long time. So uh, he's massive. I mean, he's, I mean, isn't he on the cover of Blue and Gold? I think I we saw it on Twitter. And he's just massive. So he's going to make an NFL roster because he's huge. He's going to be a three-tech. He's a nose guard. He's just going to be a big body in there. I look at it as, yeah, people are like, well, he needs to work on this and that and that. Good. Go work on it when you make $400,000. I mean, in the NFL, he'll make a team. Notre Dame guys are tough, fundamentally sound. He will make a football roster. He'll get picked in the third round, fourth round because of his size and go be one of those Buffalo Bill linemen and Steeler type guys that play forever. So me personally, I would be stunned if he came back because he's played four years. Going back to Howard Cross, I don't understand the whole six-year thing. Even Hartman and all this stuff. I, I, you want to play six years of college football? My lord, that's a long time. So here's another guy that's played a ton of football at Notre Dame. He's going to be in all. He's going to be on multiple American teams this year. Does he come back for a six-year, a third <laughs> master's degree, or however many he has right now? I have no idea. And he's another one. It's like I. I'll, I'll be stunned. I'll, I'll be stunned. If they're coming back, boom, high five. Awesome. Uh, I just don't see Mills, Cross coming back. I, uh, Watts? Watts is interesting because is he the one, Mike, you go to uh, the fund and you're like, this is our NA, you know, sure. name, image, likeness gentleman for next season? Um, God, man. I mean, when he moved in 2021 – it was noticeable the first time he got out there a few games. Maybe yeah. it was Virginia, and that was our first you and I doing our post game shows. Noticeable is athleticism. He showed it off a ton last year. I used to just scream at the camera like, "Play this guy, just play him." He's so athletic, and this year he's been in the right spot, at the right time. He's got a lot of balls in the belly button, which is perfect, right? The right spot, right, right time. He's you know we haven't seen the Kyle Hamilton going and robbing balls and all that. But you know he's getting coached, which goes back to O'Leary, right, up for NFL jobs last year. So O'Leary may be in the NFL after coaching, you know, Hamilton and Watt. So who knows? I, I bet he goes. I mean, heck, he's up for National Defensive Player of the Year award. He's going to be first team All American. Leads the country in picks. Take it why it's hot, unless they got a nice check to do that. And then the, the another one that's up there is just you know when you're going to juniors, all to no brainer. He's going to be a top. 10, 15, top eight, whatever the hell it is. It depends how he is. He is so freaking good. He's unbelievable. I he 
The holding, he got called on holding Saturday and he pancakes the living hell out of this dude. I'm like, how is that holding? And he's looking around like, I just knocked the guy on his butt. It's a holding. He's so good. And um, Estime has got to go just because the carries, the body, go. NFL doesn't give a damn about running back. So go make some money as fast as you can. And um, Fisher, all the, you know, the, I always thought he was going to go. And my opinion on Fisher was after Stanford, that's 27 starts at Notre Dame. 27 starts. Notre Dame offensive linemen matter in the NFL. Yeah. They they make teams. He will get drafted and make a team and be a guy. Heck, Tommy Kramer has started games in the NFL for two different yeah. teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if Fisher takes those 27 starts and leaves. It suck because I think he has so much he needs to clean up and keep working on. But um, that's that take. And then who else? Who who else is out there? The linebackers. I think all three fifth year guys are gone once um, again. Ad Bertrand want to do a six year of playing? No, I think all three of those um, guys are gone. So we're yeah, gonna know Tyree real quick. Who's that? Tyree. Well, Tyree. You know, Tyree is one that needs another year because he's never played wide receiver yeah. until this year. I think he'd be wise to come back. And he's still raw. I mean, Mike, he kind of got quote unquote benched against Awake. Um yeah. but you know, didn't do a few good things. And you could see Stucky talking to him on the sidelines and they played all those young guys. So yeah. I think Tyree in a second season of um you know playing ball would be awesome. And he would this would be his COVID year just like Riley Mills because yeah. he's played four years. Yeah. Tell me if this is a bad take or not, Tim, because I kind of came up with this regarding Fisher. Sorry, half of mine are, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so would it be less impactful if he did leave because Notre Dame just so stacked behind him? Whoa, uh, well, let me let me back up two point two seconds here. Um, how stacked? I mean, we're, and you want to talk about unsure? It's more unsure at offensive tackle than it is a quarterback. That's my opinion. We okay. have zero clue. I, I think it is – the interior is going to be good as hell next year. Mm-hmm. Billy Schraup is played his, was really good yep. against Ray. Craig now basically, you know, a game and a half under his belt. Been Those learned. guys are solid. Um, uh, what you may call it, Coogan is going to – you know, you're yep. not going to throw away 13 starts, Coogan, but then you got Rocco coming back from his MCL. We won't really know about him until late spring training camp. But interior is going to be solid. Tackles, man, we have no clue, guys. Tosh Baker has never looked like a dude that's going to be a bookend tackle. Keep going. Wagner's got talent times 10, but he's never played a snap, has he? So, mm. you know, Jagasaw, mm. obviously played little man football in high school and just mauled people. His talent's off the charts. You see it. All those good things. But, um, dude, those are some question marks. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There are some huge question marks behind Fisher and all going pro. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the like of these players, he's the most fascinating one. If he if he comes back or not, who's that, Tyree? Uh, no, Fisher. Oh, Fisher, gotcha, gotcha. Because like you can make a really really good argument either way for him. Like if you're in his shoes to stay or to yeah. go. Um, like, yeah, you go now, maybe you're a little bit lower, but if you come back and you're Notre Dame's left tackle, uh, I mean, and then you could go get picked in the top 10. I don't know. I could see it. I could see it, but I could also see him going now. You have your opportunity to go now. I don't think he's a 
top 10 athlete. That's the other, he's not a Ronnie, you know, he's not a Ronnie Stanley with the athleticism. You know, McGlinchey was, you know, was picked probably above his pay grade, but he's been a starter every year he's played in the NFL. Zach Martin's been a, a stud. You know, he came back for a fifth year. It's interesting. You compare Ronnie Stanley and obviously Fisher because they're both the same. Took a red shirt, two-year starters. Stanley came back after, you know, talking with he, Stan, Kelly, and a long talk with Zach Martin, like, dude, get as much training as you can so when you show up in the NFL, you're ready. I remember reading about that back in the day when Lou Samoji reported on all those things. So, yeah, Fisher has – I hope Fisher really sits back, calls Martin, which I'm sure he'll talk to those guys. I'm sure the Notre Dame staff's going to set all those calls up and uh, pick their brain and see what he has. But, yeah, Fisher's sloppy. When he's on, he mauls people. Yeah. But he's still a little sloppy. He is. All right, I just want to – my, my, my bad take, again, I didn't really filter it. I just want to throw it out there uh, because I was just thinking, man, like like when you talk about Notre, like the tight ends, like there's always good tight ends in Notre Dame. It's going to be fine at tight end. Like offensive yeah. tackle, like there's just so much – I mean, Notre Dame's recruited so well on the offensive line. But uh, what about Jordan Batelho? Mike wants to know. He – yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's great. When you look at the defensive numbers this year, it's, you know – God, I don't want to say it, Tim. It's almost like they played with 10 all year, correct? And I don't want to say that since Ohio oh, State. But they haven't had a bye week. What's that? I said, I'm glad you didn't say that then. <laughs> but they haven't had a Viper all year. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's been it's been hit or miss. Patel has been solid against the run. Zero pass rush. Um, no, I mean, no edge. We've got no edge pressure from the Viper this year. And that was one of my takes, right? Holy moly. You want to talk about bad takes, Mike? I said the Viper position is going to be up there with sacks like Adamiola and Foskey. That was like, don't ever let me say that again. I think they have four this year as a group, maybe five. But, uh, yeah, Patel is interesting. That's another guy who played special teams. So he would be a COVID guy fifth year like a Mills, Tyree. Does he go back to the West Coast, grad transfer? Who knows? I would take him back because, once again, I'm not a fan of throwing away starts. And he's played all season long. So, which to me means all that experience. Plus, he's a first time starter. So, bring him back. And he didn't walk. You got Watts, Botello, and a couple other guys, people you know, questioning, did not walk on Saturday. So, but Jordan Botello was one of those, did not walk. Oh, Tosh Baker did it as well. So, does that mean they're coming back? I hope so. Mike Nolan, appreciate the super chats. Uh, folks, if you're just watching with us, hit the thumbs up, of course, subscribe to the channel for more content. Tim, um, we've got to talk about Notre Dame Stanford, of course. Uh sure. 7 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time, 4 p.m. out on the Pacific and uh, the Pacific time zone. Um, it's on the Pac-12 network. Uh, I do not get it. Tim, do you get the Pac-12 network? No. Uh Fubo TV. By the way, by the way, by the way what in the living heck? What's the pack? How much money did that commissioner make over all these years? How did he screw up literally one of the best conferences in America, even when they don't make a playoff because they're all eating each other? They're just devouring each other. This year, they're the best conference in America. They're going to have two Heisman Trophy finalists. They had the Heisman Trophy winner last year. It's like that guy, man, unbelievable mess. Just killing West Coast, he killed West Coast football. Yeah, the irony of how bad the Pac-12 has been their last year, it's amazing. I mean, I don't know about best conference in football, 
but oh, it's, it's you know when you're talking top the, the competitiveness like arizona is like 12th arizona football for crying out loud okay i know the pac-12 is damn good this year it, yeah, it's, really it's good. been damn good and i have been hating on the pac-12 for years because i want the pac-12 to be good and it hasn't been i've been very frustrated i used to cover uh colorado and oregon state so i used to have i used to have the pac-12 network it was part of my job and God, was that terrible, um, terrible network. So Fubo TV trial is how I will be watching the game. Um, I definitely recommend some of you folks if you are looking um, to. Um, I saw the app know. on my. Uh, I saw the app on my TV, so there I'm gonna have to download that thing and log in. <laughs> so Tom DeMay just said, "Hate that I'm so late to the stream." Well, bro, just just restart the stream and you can catch. Uh, catch the replay of it. Um, so as a West Coast guy, Tim, I'm curious your take on this rivalry as a West Coast guy and a, and a lifelong Notre Dame fan. Um, I mean, Notre Dame has, you know, mostly dominated the series, um, especially from 2002 to 08 um, with that seven game win streak. Um, but uh, yeah, Tim, just uh, your, your thoughts on this rivalry, especially with Stanford. I can't believe what I'm about to say. Going to the ACC, make that make sense. The Atlantic Coast Conference, a team, uh, you know, in California. But um, yeah, Tim, just kind of curious about because Freeman was asked about this. You know what, Tim? Let me let me read the quote. So Freeman was asked about like, hey, would you like to see this as an annual thing with Stanford moving to the ACC? And here's what Freeman said: It's an unbelievable rivalry. As you look at both of our institutions, the values we have in terms of student athlete experience, the educational values that both universities provide, it's a great rivalry that we're going to try to continue to have as long as we can. As you guys know, those decisions are made by people above me, but I'm always a proponent of making sure we can keep this rivalry as long as we can. So Tim, uh, do you agree with Hart? Uh, do you agree with Hartman? Uh, do you agree with uh, Freeman there? Yeah, I have no problem. I have no problem with this rivalry. Um, you know, heck, they play for a trophy. So they, tr trophy games are always fun. I, I have no problem with this. There's been great games in the past. I mean, the first time Notre Dame ever went West was through the Rose Bowl the four horsemen to play these guys. So I, yeah, I have no, I have no, I have no issues with this. Um, God, the Notre Dame losses are gut wrenching. Yeah. 1990. It's like Derek Brown has the ball in his hands. to win the game drops it. 1992, 1992, Notre Dame's got like 800 guys playing in the NFL. They're up 16 to nothing and lose 33, 16. How the hell is that possible? with Meyer, Bettis, Bryant, Young, Aaron Taylor, blah, 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 and they lose. Harbaugh obviously got him rolling, and he's just running the ball. He was so damn physical in those Weiss years. You know, obviously, the early Kelly years, Shaw, you know, and, uh, heck, Brian Kelly used to talk about – Andrew Gilmore talked about this in one of the – in the chats earlier, how he, Notre Dame probably – you know, they pretty much did a Harbaugh model, tight ends, O-linemen, because those are the guys they can recruit, and Andrew's so correct on that. And that's been Notre Dame's strength the last 15 years when you look at it. But uh, no, it's been a fun rivalry. I was at the 05 game, which was the $8 million Fiesta Bowl game, you know, back then. Uh, that was the last game of the original Stanford Stadium. Not, I mean, literally 90% of the fans were Notre Dame people up in 05. And you saw that all the trucks, the construction trucks, it looked like Bob the Builder out there getting ready. And all the things going as soon as the game ended, man, they kicked us all out. They start they start ripping stuff down that night, which was wild. So I was there where Brady Quinn takes him down 80 yards to go win that football game, go to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, that was fun. So no, it's been some good games. 
going to the ACC, I think they're going to continue this each and every year. So it's one of 12. Notre Dame needs games, right? So there you go. One of 12. They got to get nine power fives each and every year, 10. So just yeah. play it. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, Troll Sniper says Notre Dame provides the best balance of academics and football. Stanford isn't quite up to par in the athletic department, uh, at least not recently. Um, but in talking to Notre Dame sources over the years, when Notre Dame's competed against Stanford for recruits, what the people inside the Google say is like, oh, well, if you choose Stanford over Notre Dame, then you wouldn't have made it here anyways. Now, I think part of that is just being a little bit salty, but I think there's some truth in that. Like if you are choosing Stanford over Notre Dame, the feeling from them is that like you're choosing academics, like just straight up over football, like academics is, and, and then you're not going to, you know, that if you come here, like you're going to need the football side. Like it, it, it's, they've lost some dudes. So I don't, I don't know about that. Cause the Harbaugh Shaw years, they, they, they have a winning record against Notre Dame in those years. And I think it might be more, yeah, and maybe recent as they've been down. I mean, COVID really killed Stanford. It, it did. David Charles talked yeah. about that. How it just killed their them and the motor they had going. But Mike, Mike, they they've you go back the last fifteen years from Harbaugh to Shaw. No, there's Notre Dame commitments who decommitted to go to Stanford. Yeah. So it's uh, it was those two coaches had it rolling. So I know people, you know, Harbaugh and whatnot. He got. I was at the hey really, another game, Mike. I've been to a few games in my life. I was at the 07 game. People remember this. The upset. I was in the Coliseum when they upset USC that night. That's what got this ball rolling for Harbaugh is that 07 game. Had free tickets. I went to the game, and we're sitting in the stands like, holy crap, Stan I think Stanford was a 33-point underdog, and we're like, shit, they're going to win this game. And that was – oh, my God, that was awesome to see that game and watch SC lose that night. So um, that's good times. Someone yeah. says I need hype to tell me why Michigan is going to lose by 24. I hope they lose by 24. How's that? There you go. Uh Chief Brody, good to see you. Uh here, yeah. speaking of just I want to end the show on this is talking about a player who picked Stanford over Notre Dame. How about recent memory? Someone who Notre Dame could really use on the team this year is uh Elick Aomaner. He's a sophomore. Woo! He had that crazy touchdown. I think it was against Colorado or something earlier. Yes. This year. 55 receptions, 955 yards, six touchdowns. He camped at Notre Dame, summer of 2021, got an offer, and he's from Canada. He picked picked Stanford right over Notre Dame. Um, And, uh, yeah, Notre Dame uh, could really have used this guy as an outside receiver, 6'2", 210 pounds. Um, So, uh, yeah, Jaden Slocum in the 2021 class, a kid from my neck of the woods, um, he picked – you know, Stanford over Notre Dame. Um, so yeah, I think guys who pick Stanford over Notre Dame are like super Notre Dame kids. You know, it's like yeah. you're, you're well, leaning on that the, the academic side a ton. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I have a great deal of respect for Stanford football. Like, I think college football is better when all country, all, all parts of the country are, are represented. Um, even I'd even throw Boston College in there, Tim. Um, like. College football is better when even BC. No, it's is. not. No, it's not. No, I hate uh, BC. I know no. you do. No. Uh, but no, uh, no. having BC down is always good when Notre Dame plays them. Are you kidding me? I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want a competitive. BC I'm talking about for college football in general. I'm not talking no, about for Notre Dame. Right? I just think I I like it when every conference is relevant and in all parts of the country are are good because other than you know. Like, hey, what are they? College, like, who even gonna throw up there in the Northeast, bro? Northeast football's terrible. Syracuse, 
Yeah, yeah. Don't say Hughes with Golden. There we go. Here we go with that. But uh, hey, I want Notre Dame, SC, Michigan to all be competitive, fun Saturday games. Not, whoa, 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 I want BC Michigan. to be down. Not huh? Michigan. No, 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 no. Oh, Michigan. I love when those two when those two go toe to toe. We got enough. Quarters. We got enough Midwest. There's classic, classic battles, man. Classic battles. All right, Tim. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this week's um, video and podcast here. That was a great discussion as always. And I dominated Tim in all arguments as I promised I would on Twitter. I told you, Mike, if Angeli wins the quarterback job, I will, I am going to, I will do a backflip. I will do a backflip. And, and hey, we're going to Oh, hold on. I don't know. I see. It's like, if he wins the job, that means he beat out people. Fine. Kudos to him. I will be stunned. I'll be surprised. And I'll give that guy a virtual high five and say, congratulations. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to go give oh, him a high five yourself and you're going to do your backflips in front of Steve. I can coordinate it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll set, we'll set that up. We'll set that up. But yeah. I just, yeah. Fun show yeah. as always. Let's see shows coming up Friday morning. Uh, myself and Kyle Kelly. We'll be live on our YouTube channel talking some Notre Dame football recruiting. New rankings came out this week. Um, I mean, that was on the potential topic list for, for uh, me and Tim today, but didn't get to that. So thank Kyle you. Kelly and I will talk about new – what's up? I said thank you. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, recruit. <laughs> it was like all – it was like 95% very positive update, but the yeah. 5% that was not was, was, was CJ Carr. So, of course, that's all people want to talk about. But it'll be fun on Friday morning. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, post game show Saturday. Uh, Tim and I will be burning the midnight oil talking about yeah. Notre Dame Stanford. So, join us on our YouTube page. And then, Friday afternoon, uh, Tim and I will have our uh, final thoughts, observation, and prediction video posted to preview Notre Dame Stanford. And we're about to, uh, we're about to, uh, you know, record that right now. Uh, so, we're going to sign off today's stream. Um, so appreciate you guys for watching, listening, just making us at Blue and Gold part of your day. Hit the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And as always, folks, we will catch you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
Stop in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.